Today's daf is daf men beis. We are holding four lines from the bottom on men amad men aleph and beis. Hanicha the Rabbi Yishuv and Korach. We need to just go back a little bit because it's the middle of a sugya. The Gemara yesterday commenting on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that you can use a shliach to effectuate a kedushin. Both the man and the woman can send a represent, and the kedushin is a good kedushin. So we want to know where is this notion that you can send someone to represent you from? So the Gemara concluded that uh, even though we brought psukim for three different sources, we brought psukim that by trumets is gamatem, kedushin is learnt out from gerushin because the shilcha, we learnt out both the man and the woman can make an agent by gerush, gerushin, and ger- kedushin then was learnt out from gerushin. And we also learnt out by uh, Korban Pesach, that the Pesach learned, that we, had, we, we learned from the Pesach is that uh, the whole, all of Klai Yisrael can be Yotzeh with the Shechit to the Karban Pesach. I said, what can't be? Everyone has to, you, ha- you can't just have one Karban being Shechit for everybody. Or it must be that uh, different groups, each person, each group appoints a person to Shechit for them. And therefore you have agency uh, by, we learned by Kachim, by Karban Pesach. The Gemara then pointed out that we don't need it in all three places. So if you learn out by two of the places, you can learn out to the third. So the Gemara concluded that if you combine the Korban Pesach limud with the Gerushin limud, then you don't need a limud for, for Truma. The Gamatem, the Gam, the, for Truma. So the question was, so why do we have that extra Gam? So the Gemara brought down that you're right. Truma is learned out from the combination of Korm Pesach and Gerishim. What does the Gam teach you? So the Gemara suggested that it's coming to teach me that a Shlich has to be a Ben Bnei Bris. They have to be Jewish. They have to be in the Parsha of what is required. So therefore, in order to, se- to separate Truma, you have to be in the Parsha of Truman. How do you know that Gamatem, they, your agent, has to be like you? So we're not learning agency from them. We're learning about the quality of what the agent, the agent has to be Jewish. So on that, the Gemara asks the question, is that Lechora, I don't need a Pasuk for that. We, learn, we should learn out from, uh, Rabbi Yana learns out that, um, uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Chibar Abba, we can learn, Rabbi Chibar Abba learned out that you cannot use an Eved to, uh, for, for, no, you cannot use an Eved to, uh, to perform a get, to either send or receive a get, because an Eved is not in the parsha of Gitin and Kedushin, and it's a Svara, you don't need a possible. Well, if it's a Svara, so then that you have to be, in order to be the Shliach and represent somebody that is trying to accomplish something, you have to be able to have done that yourself, so why do I need a possible by Truma? Right to tell me that that he has to be Jewish. Just say the same svara that we can't and ever can't be used for getting uh, kedushin. Same reason why a, a an Ovid kuchavim cannot be in the parish of truma. And then you back to the question: What's the extra gum coming to teach me? So the Gemara said like this. It's not so simple. The Gemara says like this: Is that and even though it's true, an Evet is not in the parish of bechlal of marriage, which I understand, I don't need a posseh to exclude him from being an agent, that's a svara. By Ovid Kuchovim, you might think not that way. Why? Because we know that uh, according to at least one opinion, 
going to be a machlok, because that's what we're going to lead in today. Uh, that according to one opinion, the land of Eretz Yisrael, even when it's purchased by an Ovid Kochovim, retains its Kedusha Sa'aretz. And therefore, when, the, when the, it's processed by the Ovid Kochovim, it becomes Tevo. And once it becomes tevel, if he separates it out, it will become truma. So even though he has no obligation and it won't impact on him, but a Jew is going to have a problem with truma if he wants to purchase that or get that from the Ovechom. So therefore, what do you see is that an Ovechom can effectuate truma. Well, since he can effectuate truma, you might think he is in the parsha a little bit of truma, and therefore he would be able to be... An Therefore, therefore, that's why you need the Gamatem to teach me. So, therefore, this is not misfora that he can't be an agent. This actually you need a uh, a limut for. But the more I point out, this is all on the opinion that it's possible for an over to come to separate truma, right? But what about the more I said? What about Rav Shimon? That says that the land of an the land that is owned by an Ovid does not have kedusha, and therefore, an Ovid would not be able to create truma. Then what problem does that create? I'm back to my question. Why do I need the gum atem? Right, right. So the Mordechai says that. So the reason he needs it is as follows is that actually going back now, the more answered, going back to our original point. Remember, our original point was that we had three sources for truma. I mean, for shlichus, three sources of agency. You had gamatem by truma, you had gitin shvisholcha, and you had the Holy Yisroel that shavta also by carbon pesa. So we had said we don't need all three. Two out of the three are necessary, which made redundant truma. And now we're stuck. What are we going to do with the gum? But the one circles back and says that according to Rab Shimon, who learns that an Ovid cannot take truma, so you can't learn it, that the gum is coming to exclude him shlichus, you actually need to be marbish for truma. Why do I need to be marbish shlichus? Meaning, what the one is going to say that the two existing psukim for shlichus of kitten and karambesa is not enough to teach me truma. Why? Because we have a special drosha, there's a special drosha in the parsha of, uh, of truma that tells me like this. It says that uh, an aris, a sharecropper, cannot take truma for the person, for the farmer, without direct instruction. And partners cannot take from one another, cannot assume without direct instruction, right? And, uh, and an and a, uh, executor of an estate cannot take truma. So you would have thought that since we have all of these uh, stringencies that these people cannot assume that truma, maybe an agent doesn't work either. And since you would have thought that an agent doesn't work either, you cannot learn it out from the combination of Gitin and Korbevesa. Uh, that's why you need the Gamatem actually to teach me that Truma you can use an agent for trumas. Even though you can't use, you can't use uh, a sharecrop, a sharecropper cannot do it on his own, etc., etc., but you can. Right, right. That's, that's what will be left off yesterday. Everybody with me? Yes. Now, the Gemara said like this, okay, fine, but we, so, but we did need 
the combination of Karban Pesach and uh, Gitin be able to be a, a Mamatzin, that was the combination to teach me that everywhere, by all halachas, Shlichus works. That's how we, that we learned it, that all, and that's how we know by Kedushin, that's why all halachas Shlichus works. But my says like this, but one second, not everybody darshans the, 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 the limud that you just said by Korban Pesach, that, 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 the, the, that uh, why, the Pazuk says that all of Bnei Israel will shek the Korban Pesach, and we said it can't be each one shechting for himself because we know that there are groups, you can do it in groups, okay? So therefore, we said it must be coming to teach us agency. That's what we said. But not everybody learns it that way, right? Where there is an opinion, one is asking now, that that works according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha. That he uses the posse that we dash by Korban Pesach to teach me a different limun. What does he learn it for? Please make sure that those are please. Uh, we learned in a brisa. Rabbi Yonason, He actually learns like that. He says that means that it, technically the entire Klal Yisrael could be Yotze with one carbon because he learns that the eating of the carbon Pesach is not ma'akim. As long as the carbon Pesach was being shechted for the entire Klal Yisrael, your Yodse, it's a, there's a the mitzvah, an additional mitzvah, that if everybody can eat a kazais of it, but you don't have to. So therefore, so minayin shakol Yisrael Yodse and Pesach Echon, shenem shaktu oisoi kol kahala das Yisrael bein arabayim. Bechid kol kahal shaykhti, and what? Everybody shechts, not everybody shechts. Halayin shaykhti ele echon. Ela mikan says Rab Yonason. Shakol Yisrael Yodse and Pesach Echon. So therefore, now, the, the, the point that Gemara understands right now, it doesn't make sense that if you have 600,000 people, each one went up to this guy and said, you be our shliach. So it doesn't seem to be working as shlichus. Now if it doesn't seem to be working as shlichus, right? So then, and according to the Rabbi Shub and Karcha, that it's referring to groups of shechting, then it could be each one is appointed a shlia. But if it's talking about one guy can shech for a whole of Kleinsel, then it's not Pasha that he's been appointed as a shlia. If it's not Pasha that he's been what? So then, whatever, maybe it's a schus, whatever. At this point, they want to understand that maybe mezaka for people is not necessarily shlichus, but it's not, it's, it's, it's Pasha, not shlichus. They didn't go over and each one appoint him. Therefore, you don't see shlichus from there. So if you don't see shlichus from there, then we're back to our question. Then how taka do we know shlichus? Because if you, we said, if you only had it by Gerashin, you would not be allowed to apply it to other places. For sure not to Kachin. So therefore, so how do you know that shlichus works specifically by kachim? So when it says when it says so when it says like this. Now, what the Gemara now is changing, even if you tell me that it's not working as a shliach, but even but he is doing it on behalf of everyone else, which is called sechiyah. And the one says, well, and Zechia, why does Zechia work? Because Zechia works like an implicit shlichus. This is the lambdas of him. So it works like an implicit shlichus, then why can't we learn shlichus from there? Right, everyone hear the question? Say, say it again, please. Because even if I said it doesn't mean that each one went over, it can't mean each one went over and appointed Michelle, but it still means that he's doing it on behalf of everybody, because right. he's doing it as a schia. 
Schia means so if he's doing it as a schia, schia works like a sh- from from the reason the real one shliach works because like a sh- is like your shliach means it's implicit you would have wanted him to be your shliach, but that means that shliach so we could still learn shlichus by kachim from there, right? Someone says like this, but maybe not. Now this is a very important question that. When I make a person an agent, right, let's say by Gittin or Kedushin, right, he has no skin in the game, right? It means I'm asking him to do it for me. If you're telling me that you want to learn it out from Korban Pesach, right, and one guy is shechting it for the entire Klaus role, so it's, if you tell me it's a group, it doesn't necessarily have to be that he's part of the group. It could be he's just shechting it on behalf of everyone else. But if it's one guy shechting one corner of the whole class, so obviously he must be doing it for himself. For himself. So maybe, yeah, I understand. You can do things for other people when you're doing it for yourself. How do you know that you can also do things for other people even if you're not doing it for yourself? You understand the question over here? That's a different question. Don't have that much. So you don't, can't learn. You can't learn regular shlichus from here because this is not regular shlichus. This is the guy who's doing it for himself. But maybe only because it works for him can it work for other people. But who says you can do what is not working for you? Someone says Gil Mashani awesome. It's different over there. The Islay should was because he has a partnership with all of them. Someone says you're right. So you can't learn it on from the pasuk for shach to also kol adas. But I'll bring you a different pasuk. It says they shechted for their, each one shechted for their household. And therefore, again, it's not talking about everyone who was holding the knife. Actually, that doesn't even work. It's talking about one guy shechting for the whole household. So that becomes the source. What's the obvious question? I mean, over there too, it's not talking about a situation where one guy is shechting for people and he doesn't need it himself. He has a partnership in it. So one says here, a very important Talmudi concept, is the Torah says something and it both are teaching me mamash the exact same thing, you don't need it to teach me the exact same thing. Therefore, what must it be that one of them is teaching me that it's not that exact thing. So therefore, this, the, the Gemara is saying, this second pasuk cannot be saying where he's shechting it for his household and he's part of the household. Because that I already would have known according to Rabbi Yonason from the first pasuk. So obviously it's talking about over here where he's shechting for a household even though he's not part of the household. Otherwise, why is it necessary? So therefore, as the one says, why don't we both suck him? If we don't need it for the simple shot over there, we is part of the household. So then he must be coming to teach me where he's not needed as part of the household. On that, asks the Gemara, the Gemara says like this, the Gemara says, no, the problem is that that second syllabus is actually needed for another limud. Now, just go through the sentence. If it's needed for a different limud, you can't say it's extra. And if it's not extra, you can't say ain't an Indian, that if you don't need it where it's part of the household, let's talk about it's not part of I need it for something else. What do I need it for? Is that only a, an ish, it's, it, the, the, an ish celebrates others. You have to, when you apportion a man, someone to chef for the household, he has to be an adult. You can't say, oh, you know, my 11-year-old, he knows how to chef very well. Let him do it for the whole household. No, no. It has to be ish zocha, 
An ish is doing it on behalf of everybody else, but a cotton cannot do it. Now, the point is, now, since that posseg is needed for that limud we're assuming right now, therefore it's not redundant. If it's not redundant, we're still left with a question. What are we left with? How do you know if somebody is not doing it for himself as well, that it can be an agent for others? So the says like this. The one says that no. That limud of Rabbi Yitzchok, that an, an adult, only an adult can be Zohar and not a child. Ha'hu, we have a third posseg. That learned that each person, according to what he wants to eat. That says the word ish there. Why did it say the word ish? That teach me that each person, according to what he wants to eat, that posseg is coming to teach me that, um, that you have to, you can only mazak if you're an adult. Says, and, and therefore, if that third posseg, Ishlot, the author is coming to teach me, you can only be mazak if an Adam, not a child, that makes the second posseg redundant again. And once that second posseg is redundant again, then you can learn out that you don't have to be part of the household in order to represent the household, and you can shech even though you're not, you don't have shutvus in the gavayu. So, says the Gemara still, is that, you know that that um, one of those psukim are still needed, all right? That, uh, that 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 and are not redundant. That we need the pasuk says. Let's just see which pasuk it's referring to. Which is the pasuk that's needed? That there's a question. Is Can I shech the korban pesach if I'm the only one? You're, you're the only one in the group. There's no one else. Am I allowed to shech in the group? So he says. That, so there is an opinion that learns from Ish Lefi Achlo, that each person, according to what he wants to eat, is needed to teach me that you can chef the person, for the carbon based for one person, all right? Now, if you need the pasuk that teaches me Ish, uh, uh, ish Lefi Achlo, that you can chef the carbon for one person, that comes out, then how do you know only an adult can be Mazaka and not a child? You have to go back to the earlier pasuk, so therefore, you have to go back to the post of a Yikulam Ish Selebeis Avos. Now, once you have to go back to Ish Selebeis Avos, that's no longer redundant. Then we're still stuck with how do you know that if you're not part of the group, you could still shecht. So when it says, well, Rabbi Yonason, what we have to say that according to Rabbi Yonason, he holds like the other opinion that you cannot shecht the Korban for an individual. If you don't, can't shecht the Korban for an individual, then obviously he doesn't use me to teach me that. Then that teaches me you have to be an adult in the Mazaka and you cannot be a child, which therefore does go back and make the first two psukim both teaching me the same thing that you can have a person shechting for the group of people, and therefore one of them is redundant, must be even if he's not part of the group, and from there we learn out, shlichus by kachim, even if you're not part of the group. Sabalei kamanta amr, ein shech nuzah pesach ala yochin, he holds like the opinion, they cannot shech the karm pesach ala yochin. And we are now done with that portion of the Gemara. So we explain that according to the opinion that holds, that a guy can have land, and whatever it is, so we learned the word gamatem, so therefore, the question was, what does what, what that come to teach me? That it's to teach me that an Ovid Kochovim cannot, uh, cannot be a Shliach because you might have thought that he could because he has Shaykhis to it. That was one opinion. According to the opinion that, 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 uh, that he cannot have, he does not have any, Rabbi Shimon, I believe, does not have any Shaykhis in the land. So therefore, we said, according to him, it's needed because 
Actually, there's another drosh, you can't use Nabotropas, you cannot use Shutfin, you might think you cannot use Shlichin either, and that's what you needed, Kamatem. And in the end, the Gemara says, well, the whole thing we said by Korban Pesach, you can use a, you can have a Shliach for Kachim, was learned from the Pesach that says, that's going like the opinion that you can do it in groups, but you, 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 you don't have, you, 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 and everyone has to eat a kazais, but you can't have one animal being shechted for the entire Korban Pesach. But what about Yonason who learns that you can have one carbon shechted for the entire Korban Pesach? How do you know that you can have agency by Kachin? And we just got through now showing that there's, there's another psukim, there, 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 there's another post. All right. He has actually, it seems to be another person that there's shlichus, there's agency for, in, in halacha. Where does he learn that? When, the, when, when, when they divided up, Yeshua divided up the land of Eretz Yisrael, he got the Nesim to help him. Means the heads of each Shevet were helping. It says, Now, each Nasi divided up the land for the different family groups in his shavit, right? So now, uh, he so, so how did that work? So Rav, Rav Gidel Amarav said, that works like agency, right? He would do it on behalf of the people of his tribe. So he's working as their agent, so you see agency works. So so why don't you learn shlichus from there? Where it says that can't really be classical shlichus. Why can't it be classical shlichus? Because there were also people that were less than the age of bar mitzvah that were uh, receiving portions in the apportionment, and they can't appoint the nasi as their agent. So, however, it was working. It wasn't. It wasn't working as an agent. You tell me that shlichus v'haktanim lavne shlichus dinu miners cannot make a shliach. Someone says, I guess, so really the power of them doing it actually did not work as agency. It had a different power. The one is going to say it's with the power of the executive power of Beisdin. That's how it worked. Actually, before I get to that, I'm sorry. That's not working as shlichus. It's working as zechio. So one's going back right now. There's another concept that even if somebody doesn't uh, uh, tell you to do something. But if innately you know this is something that's going to be good for the person, you can represent him. So therefore, the reason why it was working is not as shlichus, it was working as zechia, and that's why it works even for children. Right? Because they don't have to appoint you as a shliach. So when it says, shenemar, nasi echa, nasi echa, from here you see that zechia works. Says the again, it's not necessarily zechia, because the choro, when this child gets older, it might not necessarily have been the portion of land that he would have wanted. Someone says, You're telling me that it's unequivocally a shlus. It could actually be something to his detriment, right? 
Different people, depending on their own lifestyles, depending on their own abilities. Some people would rather have uh, uh, mountainous territory. Some rather would have uh, areas in the valley. So it doesn't necessarily mean you got exactly the piece of property that you wanted. So therefore you can't necessarily bring me a Ryan from here. All right? So says the Gemara, Ella Kedarava Barav Huna. So what it says like this, that this is actually working, this is what I was saying, as an executive power. How do you know if they're orphans that need to divide up the father's Yerusha? The Rambam learns it's adults and children together. From Rashid's Mashma, he's learning it's all children. All kids below the age of Bar Mitzvah, father dies, leaves Yerusha, now they have to divide it up. So what happens? So based in go and appoint an executor, whether it's to their detriment, whether it's to their benefit. It's like this. Why would based in appoint uh, an executor that's going to be for their detriment? No, when it says, meaning that they are going to, in their best ability, divide up for the benefit, for the schus of the uh, orphans, even though it might come out that the orphan themselves later on might not feel that this was to their benefit, but this was to the detriment. But Bayes didn't have the capacity to instill that power within the executive. So how do you know he can do that? Talmud Lovin, because that's what the Nasim did. The Nasim divided up for adults, children. They divide up for everybody. But what was it working? It wasn't. It wasn't working mitzad shlichus. It wasn't working mitzad schia. But it was working mitzad this koyach of basting. All right. So maybe that's how it works. But Amar of Nachman, Amar Shmuel, Yisoy Mishabol Lach Lugenixavim. All right. So based in Ma'amidin lahen apetropis, uboren lahem chelak yofen, vehimik dilu yecholem limchos. Now he seems to argue with what we said before, because he says when these youngsters get older, they can go to based in and petition that they're not happy with the division, and they can ask for the division to be redivided. Rab Nachman Didei, that was Rab Nachman in the name of Shmuel. Rab Nachman Didei said, you can't allow that. Why? He says, uh, he says, He says, when they get older, they cannot protest. It undermines the strength of Beistin. If Beistin put in an executive order, and that's how it was divided, and now you can come back later and say, I'm not happy with it, you really, what you're doing is undermining the power of Beistin. So he says, we don't allow it. So, so therefore, that's the Svar. Now, who's, making, who's saying that argument that we don't allow the undermining of the power of base? And who's making that argument? Rav Nachman, right? So says, I mean, he is later Rav Nachman. Does Rav Nachman really buy into that? Does he really hold Imkain Makar based in Yofen? But non, we learned in a Mishnah, all right? This is a Mishnah that is in Maseches Ksuvis. We had it already. It says, Shuma Dayanim, an evaluation was made by the judges. The case over there was that uh, there was a creditor that petitioned based in to seize property from the debtor because the debtor was recalcitrant. The debtor was not paying him. Based in seized it, had it evaluated, and sold it to a third party, to a purchaser, a buyer. 
What ended up happening is that they, uh, what, there was a miscalculation in the evaluation and it was either a six above the value or a six below. Now let's speak this out. If it was a six below the value, then the creditor loses money. Uh, not, not the creditor, the debtor loses money. Right, the creditor got his money either way. The debtor says, you undersold my property by a six. If they overvalued it, the buyer who paid for it, he paid one six more. more. Okay, so that's the scenario over this. What happens over there? So no chamo. Shuma dayaran, the dayaran made an evaluation. Shabir zushtus, ayisirushtus. All right? Mechran bottle. That the Tanakama over here, the Chachamim Shita is that, that nixes the sale. Even though in a regular purchase, if you're above a six or below a six, you can just negotiate giving back the amount that you are off. No. Here, the Mekach is bottle. Right? He says, no. He says, the Mechran Kaim. Why? Because Imkei Makach based in Yafa. Because he says, Rav Shimon Gamaliel says, because then you're undermining the power of Beisdin. This was a, an order of Beisdin. To let somebody come back and undermine, redo the sale, it would, it would undermine the Koch of Beisdin. On that, Amrav Huna, Amr Chinna, Amrav Nachman. Who does Rav Nachman paskin like? That the Mekach is bottled. So what do you see? That when it comes to this idea of Imkain Makach, Beisdin, Yav, Rav Nachman doesn't buy into it. Right? So what's the difference? Why in the case when the children get older, their Rav Nachman says that we don't allow them to, pro- to protest because then what, you're undermining the Koch, the power of Beistin. And yet over here, when Beistin, uh, the, 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 the evaluation was not exact, was above or below a six, he says that it's Mekach bottle, that we wipe out the Mekach. Simona says like this, Lord Kash, it's not difficult, right? Because how to talk, how to The difference is, in the case where they, they divided up the, the laws for the, uh, for the children, right, they didn't make a mistake. We're going to see, the child himself just doesn't like what he got, but it wasn't a mistake. In the case where they evaluated it, and they were wrong in the evaluation. So therefore, it's one thing to say, listen, we've got to give power to Beistin and not undermine the ruling of Beistin. But when they made a mistake, then Rav Nachman holds, we go back and we, uh, we nix the sale. She says, how to talk to Yeah, Moses is like this. Well, if they didn't make a mistake, then how could they even be a machlokas? Remember, in the, 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 the opinion that was, uh, Shmuel was arguing with Rav Nachman, Shmuel held is that we let the children come back and protest. If there was no mistake done, then how can you let them come back and protest? What are they protesting about? So when it says, Idolo ta'u, so mayacholam limchos, what are they able to uh, protest? There are a lot of protests about the side, the area, the side it was, they were given to. And Rashi explains the case like this. Let's say you have two brothers, but they have to be half brothers, different mothers. So you have Ruvain and Shimon, let's say they have two different mothers. Shimon happens to have property that he had from his father, uh, from his mother, that fell to him from his mother, his, uh, that, 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 was, that Ruvain did not have because it was a different mother. And that was all to the north of the city. Right? Now, when Bastin came because their shared father passed away and Bastin divided up, 
they ended up giving Shimon his property on the south. It means they separated him from his pre-existing property to the new property. Now, they did not make a mistake. They divided everything equally. They just didn't take into account the fact that he owned property from before. So his complaint is that for economies of scale, for things of convenience, I would have wanted you to give me my chalik on the other side. So therefore that's, but that's not really a mistake in assessment. That's not a mistake that they don't have to, they don't have to be aware of all those things. And therefore, so according to the Tanakh, according to the Tanakh I mean, yeah, he has a right to go ahead and protest, but according to him, that's, that's where you say, you're going to be undermining Beistin, because that's not really a mistake of Beistin. Where they, uh, uh, they under-evaluated or over-evaluated the assessment, that's where you can uh, undo it according to Rav Nachman. Let's go back to I'm Rav Nachman. Ha'achin shechalku. So he says, if brothers divided up that Yerusha, and they split the Yerusha. They have the same status of people that purchased from one another. All right? So now, let's go through it. What does it mean? What would be the halachas if they consider like purchases from one another? So he says like this. So therefore, if you purchase or sell something to someone and the uh, amount was less than one-sixth, not less than six, less it was than less than one-sixth, all right? It was one-seventh, one-eighth, Right below the market price, so then nikna mekach. It's called mechila. Unless than a six is considered to be mechila, and it's nikna mekach. So same too with the two brothers. If one of them ended up with a little more because it was one seventh or one eighth, it's nikna mekach. The division stands. Yes, sir, al Now, what happens if it's more than a six? So it's one fifth, one fourth in a regular sale. That's a mekach tos. What happens? Mekach tos. The whole thing has a, you, the, 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 the merchandise goes back. So here too, it would be the same thing. The brothers then could, whichever brother got cheated can say, I want this to, to start from scratch, right? Now, bottle mekach, shtus, if it's exactly a six over or six under, exactly a six, so then that dialogue in a regular purchase is the sale goes through, but the person who was uh, cheated can demand that the six be given back. Can't say mekachtos anymore, but it can demand that there should be made fair, it's made fair, give back that exact one six that he was defrauded. Right, he wasn't fraud, but it was, it was, uh, was overcharged on, uh, all right. So what is says like this, umagze or no, that oh no, that amount, how do they translate the word no exactly? Discrepancy? No, that's not, you're not translating it. Machzir or no? And he has to return. Is it called the They call it discrepancy. Well, the transaction stands, but the amount of fraud must be returned. Fraud. They call it fraud. It's not actual fraud. It's a. It's a, It's not on purpose. But anyway, that is returned. All right. Now, that is so. That's what Rav Nachman is saying. So Amar Rava Hada Amran. That which Hada Amar. That which he said. Now he's going to qualify things that we just mentioned right now. Hada Pachas Mishdus Nik Nemekach. That if we're talking about that the amount of discrepancy was one one seventh, one eighth, it was a very small amount, and we'd say, well, it's mechilo. He says, lo arman el That's only if it wasn't done through an agent. But if it was done through an agent, there is a concept that I can say what I did to send you as an agent do something on my benefit. But if you ended up hurting me 
you didn't do it on my benefit, it nullifies the agency. And if it nullifies the agency, then what happens? Yes. Then the whole transaction goes. So even though we said normally, if the, if the principles were dealing with one another, then you can have mechila. But if it's done through an agent, you can't say mechila because you can say the guy doesn't want the agency and, the, and, the, and it falls him. So, aval shavi eshliach, amalisikunesh I sent you for my benefit, not to my harm, not to hurt me, and therefore the mekach is canceled out. And that's what we said, that if it's above a sixth, it's one-fifth or one-fourth, that only is when they did not say, we want to divide this up like the division of Beistin. Now we're going to see Rav held like Rav Nachman, but when it's an, uh, he holds even more. He holds when it's an executive order of Beistin, okay, then you don't go back and and nullify the sale. So he says like this, if it happened, what happened was that these two brothers went and just got three people and said, these guys <clears throat> seem to know what they're doing with real estate and let's have them assess it for us and then we agree, like an arbitration, that's one thing. But if they said, we're going to divide this the way with, with Basedin, with an assessment of Basedin, and the assessment was made with Basedin, Basedin assessment, and it came out then that it was uh, a, uh, more than a sixth, it was a fifth or a quarter, right? In such a case, then the sale is a valid sale because once you put it in the hands of Beistin, according to Rova, what is, what's the halacha? That you can't undo it. You cannot undo it. You will not be able to do it. That, that, which means that he's, he's disagreeing because Rav Nachman held when the Beis Din made a mistake. Of more than... Right? That it becomes... A, that, 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 he holds, no, that would not be an, a sufficient to... Uh, all right, that's what I now, meaning that, uh, that was Rav Shimon Gamliel's opinion before. Rav Shimon Gamliel held that even, which is disagreeing with Rav Nachman, that he held that even when it's above a six, the Mekach is Kayim, because otherwise, in and that's how Rava is actually passing. They've agreed to do it like a based in or through a based in, then even above a six, you cannot nullify the sale. All right, let's keep going. Um, uh, where's the place? So, how The Snan, we learned in the Mishnah. Shuma Dayanim Shapirs Kushtus, or Hasirus, this is what Rashim was referring to. Mechan bottle, Tanakama held, the Mecha was bottle. That's how Nachman Paskin. Rashim Gamliel, I may reserve Rava Paskins, Mechran Kayim. Bahada Ahmad, Shtus, Kana, Machzo, you know. And that's what we said that it's exactly a six that the sale goes through, except that the defrauded party can ask for the six back. Law Amran Elementaltali. That's where we're talking about movable objects. By movable objects, you have a right of uh, oh no. Aval the mekarkoi. When you're dealing with land, there's ain't oh no lekarkoi. Up to fifty percent, I believe it is. There's no oh no because land really is in the eye of the beholder. Land is not got not have an exact value to different people, and it, it, it can be valued different things. And therefore, it's not considered to be defrauded if it's above a six or below a six. 
Now, you see today, people put a house on the market, right? Some guy's willing to pay $1.5 million. One guy will be willing to pay $1.7 million. So you cannot call it a defrauded situation if a person's willing to pay above a little bit what somebody else would have been willing to pay. So because ain't no other cost. No, and even when we talk about karka, ella de polug iluyo. That's only is if it was divided in such a way that one person says, okay, you know what? I'll take two acres of the uh, quality land uh, if you agree to, and I'll give you five acres of the lesser quality land. I mean, location makes a difference. It means if they agree to divide up that way, and there's a difference then in the assessment and the evaluation. So that's what we're talking about, that we said in such a case that you can demand the onor back if it's a, if there was like one six exactly, it was, it was off, right? But let's say they divided by robes. It was all the same quality land. And basically we have to divide 50-50. You get five acres, I get five acres. And they find out the rope that was used for Ruvain was shorter than the rope that was used for Shimon. So who's gonna get defrauded? The one who got less land. The one who gets, that, that, that ended up getting less land because he is, right? Because this rope is supposed to represent, let's say, uh, a quarter of an acre. And, I, and now they go ahead and they do it four times, but now he's got a shorter rope. He ends up with less land. It comes out they use two different ropes. That's not fair. Someone says that, that then lying. Then and everyone agrees that even if this is done, by the way, through based in, in such a case, this is going to be a mekach toos. Right? Kedirabah. Anything that involves having to have a specific measure, a specific weight, a specific number, and it comes out that there was a fraud happened, that they was calculated incorrectly. This is different than an assessment. An assessment, you can say there's a value, you could look, two to three people can give you three different eva- assessments, evaluations, but if you're using the, uh, 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 something that clearly is, does not hold the amount that it's supposed to be holding, or the rope is too short, or something like that, right? So then, uh, that's choser, that for sure is choser. There is, I believe, here, a machlog is shown in where it means the whole thing is mechotos, or you have to just make it good. Like, balance it out. Fahadisnan, Ashalech is a beer. Okay. So basically we're back now, we're going to we're continuing now with the parish of Shlichus. With the one who wants to know the following. We learned in Babakama. It says, Somebody went and put a flaming torch in the hands of somebody that is incompetent. Okay? Not the brightest thing to be doing. in the hands of a deaf mute, a shait is an imbecile, a cotton is a minor. Right, and this guy went and burnt up a third party's property. Okay, what's that law? Who's responsible? Potter Medina Adam, the person who put it in his hand is Potter. But you're considered to be responsible. I mean, if you want to do the right thing in Shemayim, you better pay the guy back. But in based in, you're not going to be able to like claim because at the end of the day, can say, Listen, I gave it to him, I didn't know that he's going to go make a fire somewhere else. I didn't tell him to make a fire somewhere else. Shouldn't be my fault. However, the question was, okay, but shilach biyad bikeach, but let's say this person was a competent human being. So you put a torch in the hands of a competent human being and he goes and he burns up the third party's property. So who's chayev over there? The person who caused the fire. Bikeach chayev. Ask the Mara, well, if there's a concept of agency, so then why the fact that you gave him your fire, 
So then why does that not make him your agent? And if it should make him your agent, then who should be chayv, at least should be partially chayv, is who? The guy who sent him. Mishaleach. So when it says like this, Adam Why don't we say that the agent of a person is considered to be his representative? So when it says, I'll tell you why. Now we come into a whole new concept. So even though there is a concept of shlichus, but shani asam the ain't shlichus var avera is because there is no concept of shlichus when it comes to an avera. Why is there no concept of shlichus when it comes to you ask the person to do something that's an avera? It literally means that if you have the master and you have the student, who do you listen to? If the master tells you to do one thing, the student tells you to do one thing, who do you listen to? Obviously, you listen to the master. Hashem tells you don't do it because I tell you to do it. You can't say, well, he told me to do it. Hashem told you not to do it. And therefore, you can't say there's agency when you have a svara that the person should have, I mean, like this, the logic is, I didn't think he's going to listen to me. Yeah, I told him to do it. But he shouldn't have listened to me. I think he would listen to Hashem, not to me. Therefore, you cannot have shlichus when there's an avera involved. Is that true? What about that which was learned in a brisa? I think it might be a mishnah. What was it learned over there? It's a Mishnah. Right. Case is like this. You have money you put aside for Kutchen. Right? You're going to buy this money that's become Kutchen money. And you went ahead, you forgot, and you went and told your, uh, you told an, an agent, go buy me cucumbers. And he goes to the marketplace. If he buys tomatoes, then he's responsible for the me'ilah and he has to bring a korban because he misappropriated funds of hegdish. If he listened to what you said and he actually brought you cucumbers, then you have to do it. So we have a situation where shlichus works even though there is an avera. What happened to ancient shlichus var avera? So when it says like this, so therefore shlichus, he bought the tomatoes, then shlichus, then shlich ma'al. But shlichus, but if he bought the cucumbers, then balabais ma'al. So ki oza shlichus to the balabais, balabais mi'al ma'al, why? Amai nema ein shlichu dvar avero. Says the Mora Shani Hasam, Shani Me'ila, the Yalva Chet Chet Mitruma. We have a special Xerishava, uh, use the word Chet by Me'ila, and it used the Chet by Truma. And we just showed by Truma that there is agency. Therefore, even though normally but there is no Avera by Truma. Now take a look, Taisvis, the Father, all has a question over here is that Lechora, Me'ila works Beshogat, where you don't know what you're doing. You didn't realize it. So words with Truma, how can you use the Svara of Divrei Rav, Divrei Talmud, Divrei Mishoman if it's all Beshogik? That's a question I'm not going to get into, but the Mephoshim asks. Now anyway, Sigmora says, Ma Truma, Ma Shvishlich, just as Shlich was worked by Truma as we proved yesterday's daf. Av Meila, Ma Shvishlich. Says, well, okay, well once you see that Yei Shlich Ledvar by Meila, why doesn't that become the prototype for all? Averus. So Nailov means Nailov Because there's another Avera called Shlichus Yad. And Shlichus Yad also there is Shlichus. We'll see exactly what that is in a moment. And therefore, because there's two Psukim in the Torah telling you Yeshlich Dvarabaira by an Avera, what happens when you have two Psukim teaching me the same thing? You cannot use it as a binyanav and mamatzinu to everywhere else. Now meila is the which we just said chet chet mitruma. Shlichus yad. What's the case of shlichus yad? The case of shlichus yad is if you give something to a person to watch, make him a shomer, and it gets stolen or gets lost, then he's exempt. He makes a shua and he's exempt. He's a shomer chinam. He's exempt. If you misappropriated it, we're going to see. If you used it, the the the. the, the 
Shliach, the, 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 the Shomer. Right. The Shomer used it so that even if he's using it, didn't cause it to get lost or stolen, but he violated his Shmira, so he cannot say it got stolen or lost and he has to pay. Obviously, if he's negligent and that's the reason why it's stolen and lost, then he has to pay. But even if it didn't result in his negligence, but he violated the laws of the, of the Shmira by misappropriating it, so there he's Chayef, all right? Now, that, that's the concept of Shlichus Yon. So it says, Mahi, Desanya, Al Koldvar Pesha. It says, for any wrongdoing. So what do we learn from Al Koldvar Pesha? They are very strict. They hold not only if the Shomer used it, even if he intended, in his mind, he wanted to use it. There still is, of, uh, he still holds, he cannot say it got stolen or lost and I'm exempt. But Machshava, even if he didn't, he just intended to do it. Now, we had to obviously verbalize it because otherwise how you know what he's thinking, but he'd be right. Even the thought is like an action. Paisil says, that no, it has to actually use it. It can't just be thought about it. The Pesach says clearly, he didn't send his hand forth and use it. What do you do with the third part of the Pesach? For any iniquity, even in thought, is mashma, anything, even thing, not just using. But what do you do with the second part of the Pesach? It says he uses it. So therefore, uh, Amru, all right. Well, uh, so Okay, you say shilach yad, but I'm saying that 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 that, that it can't just be using because then why do you have the first part of the pasuk of called varpesha? So therefore, what do you use it for? Sheyachal, only elahu. What happens when they say I say what happens if I'm so answering Beshama. They say what happens if you didn't use it, but you asked your agent to, you asked your ever to use it, you, you asked somebody to use it for you. Go use this, right? Uh, how do you know your chayyib, even though it wasn't you used it, but somebody else used it on your behalf? That's what our cold varpesha comes to teach me. Bottom line is, that's shlichus, and it's by an avera, they're doing something wrong. So you see there, by shlichus yad, yeh shlich ledvar avera, and you see by me'ila, yeh shlich ledvar avera, since you have two cases of yeh shlich ledvar avera, everybody uh, else is ain shlich ledvar avera, except in these two places, yeh shlich ledvar avera, we'll continue with the sugya, Tomorrow, please, God. Uh, we're not going to tomorrow. Right. All right, then uh, you'll, you'll continue tomorrow. <laughs> okay.